Hello, everybody, and a very pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to episode 23 of the He Hit the Bull podcast, recorded here on September 26th, 2017. It's our Jordan episode. We did it. Greatest of all time. Nice job. He Hit the Bull. We are there. Uh, This week, we will be diving into the Week in Review, Hot or Not, Roster Talk, NLDS Preview Edition, the Blaha Stat of the Week, and Preview the Week to Come. Let's get to it. Since we last recorded, the Dodgers went 4-2, clinching their fifth straight NL West title, and they won their 100th game of the season. Congratulations, LA Dodgers and LA Dodger fans. We did it. We got there. Woo! Uh, To be specific, they split the last two of a four-game set in Philadelphia, losing three of four in that series, but basically they wanted to clinch at home, and I can't really blame them for that. Uh, That said, they did come home. They won two out of three against the Giants. NSF clinched the title against the Giants, which was phenomenal. Uh, they also took the first game of a three-game set against the San Diego Padres. Uh, so with that, uh, Dodgers obviously clinched the NL West. Max, you want to give us a rundown of the magic numbers and where we stand in relation to the rest of the league? Yeah, not only was it good to, uh, to clinch at home, but clinching against the Giants, I think it's like the third out of the fifth last five titles were against them. So. Yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, Always feels good. It's good, It's uh, but yeah, work to be done. But magic numbers, let's run through them. Uh, so the Nationals lost tonight, so that makes our magic number just one. Nice. So if we win tonight, we will have home field advantage through the National League playoffs, which would be pretty sweet. Beautiful. Um, looking ahead and looking way ahead, uh, if we want it over the Astros and the Indians, uh, magic number of the Astros, three. They're currently winning tonight. And then the Indians may have just dropped a big lead, uh, so the magic number of four with them might drop to three momentarily. Beautiful. So hopefully we lock up uh, best record in the league, home field advantage all throughout the playoffs, but we've got the National League down, so that's great to see. All right, let's get to it. Hot or not, Max, who is on your hot list? Uh, it's not just one person, it's many, and that's oh, our starters. It's a collective. It's the collective hot edition. <laughs> uh, the Dodgers starters, after having a 6.57 ERA through our 1-16 stretch, now have a 1.74 ERA in the last 13 games. It's funny how uh, those things coincide. Yeah. Strange. It, it, is, it is really strange. Man, statistics uh, are so yeah, weird. Correlation, causation, yada, yada, yada. yada. Um, but yeah, Hill and, Wood had, or Hill, Wood and Kershaw all had phenomenal last starts, um, and we don't want to take any anything away from them. They looked great. But the one person I definitely want to highlight is you, and not you, Mr. Darvish. Nice. Uh... I said I wouldn't make any of those puns, and I've already been making them. Yeah, yeah, we knew you'd come around. Uh, But back on you, uh, over his last three starts, he has 21 Ks and just one walk. And I think that was the big thing is his his control did not look good. Uh, His velocity looked great, but uh, he was all over the place. And I I think he's finally found his mechanics, and and he's quoted as saying, I'm in a really good position physically and mentally. That's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the big thing with Darvish is uh, when he's getting really good results, sometimes he's still not very efficient. And the last three outings, uh, he has gotten through seven innings each. Probably uh, could have gone deeper yesterday. Yeah, could have gone deeper in the game if it, if it really mattered. Uh, so that's really, really good to see. He's being really efficient with his pitching. So it looks like whatever he was working on with Rick Honeycutt uh, with his mechanics has really taken root, and that's really great to see. So. Yeah, Dodger starters look really good. Uh, for me, the big one that is on the hot list is uh, Logie Bear, my boy Logan Forsythe. Uh, way back in spring training, I was so jacked up to get this guy. I thought he was going to be an absolute catalyst for us batting leadoff. Needless to say, that didn't happen. But 
Looks like Logan Forsyth might be turning it on right at the right time. In his last 10 starts, he's got eight extra base hits. He had four RBIs, tiding his career high last uh, last night. Uh, really, the big driver here is he's changed his approach. Uh, we mentioned earlier this year that he was being patient uh, to a fault almost, uh, looking at just strikes down the middle. I mean, I, I, I haven't looked up the stat because I really don't know how. Max, maybe you can help me later. Uh, but I guarantee the national, the uh, major league leader in strikes, fastballs right down the middle, just taking, uh, is def- it's got to be Logan Forsyth because he just looks at pitches all the time. But this month, he uh, he's really changed the approach. So in the first five months of the season, Forsyth swung at 49% of the pitches uh, in the strike zone. That's gone up to 62% in September. Uh, hat tip to our boy Presidual on Twitter for that stat. Uh, this is more in line with his career norms, which is a great thing. Like, he was a really good hitter in Tampa Bay, like 20 home run power, like really a solid addition. That really didn't come to fruition for him in L.A. so far, but hopefully this uh, September edition of Forsyth is something we can see in October, and if so, that really helps the Dodgers line up, line up, up and lengthens it, and uh, he's a really good defender. So really happy to see him on the hot list. Who else you got, Max? Yeah, speaking of good defenders who have been uh, slumping as of late and as of late, I mean the last like month, uh, Ismani Grandal, he has actually looked pretty good at the plate. He's on a 313 average over the last week with two dingers. Uh, so, yeah, we know he's a streaky hitter, but uh, maybe it's a good thing that he's streaking at the right time. So. Yeah, maybe for the first time ever he's actually going to get on a, on a hot streak going into the playoffs instead of just being frigidly cold. I will challenge you. I don't think he's that great of a defender. He's a great pitch framer. But he's still got those issues with, with like pass balls and getting crossed up, which is really frustrating to watch. But yeah, especially going into the playoffs, that's something I'm going to be nervous about every game. But uh, yeah, one thing that was uh, we kind of hit on a couple weeks ago was uh, is Barnes going to be the everyday catcher for you, Darvish? Yeah, um, and it's actually looked like uh, lately that it's definitely like Grandal's po- uh, position to lose. Not like he was. Uh, ever really in danger? He's kind of in danger because Barnes just looks great, but uh, uh, you can tell that you Darvish looks really good with with uh, Grandal, which is nice. That's yes. really good to see. All right, so good to see Grandal and Forsyth both on the hot list. I guarantee that's the first time this season we've had that. Uh, so it is hot or not? Let's get to the not list. Max, lead it off with our boy Yasiel Puig. What's going on with him? So this is not as much of a, a performance as an attitude, uh, not. But uh, Puig has been benched lately, and that's because. He, at the end of Saturday night's game, had a really bonehead play uh, where he tried to steal second base and he was the last out of the game. Uh, Robert said he was running on his own and he didn't slide when reaching the second. Two no-nos. Then he twisted his ankle uh, and pulled up, but uh, regardless of, of how the extent of the injury, he didn't receive treatment for his ankle right away. Uh, so it was all these like three strikes are out, uh, Puy gets benched, and then he's going to start to play Monday night, and he's late to batting practice and benched again Monday night. Yeah. So Roberts pulled like the uh, the dad move of like uh, like saying he grounded him, and uh, tonight he's back in the starting lineup, uh, which is really good to see. Um, he's he's uh, off his grounding. He's back out to be able to play with his friends, which is nice to see. Um, yeah, this really kind of concerned me because you know all year the stories about Puig has been. You know, he's matured. He's been a phenomenal hitter all season, gold glove caliber defense. We've been really hot on Yasiel Puig all year. Uh, so it was really frustrating to see like a, a mental lapse and an attitude lapse, like right, especially in September, right before the playoffs. Hopefully uh, we've kind of put this to bed. Roberts kind of regained control. And uh, hopefully we see the Yasiel Puig uh, that we've seen all year going into the playoffs. That will be crucial for us, to be honest. Uh, the next guy for me on the not list is Ross Stripling, Chicken Strip. 
He's given up earned runs in four of his last five outings, including three bombs, which is never what you want to see, especially out of relievers. Uh, so I was, I was kind of wondering, like, is he tiring out? What is it about him? He's only thrown 71 and a third innings this year. He threw 100 all of last season. Uh, so I don't think it's like inning pitch volume, but maybe it's total appearances. Last year he was uh, mostly a starter and then a little bit of a reliever. Uh, so he had 21 appearances total. This year he's already had 47 games. And so maybe that's what's wearing on him. I don't know. Uh, either way, really hope Strip gets it together this last week. Uh, but we shall see. Yeah, I don't know if it's maybe he's not the guy that we want in high leverage situations or if he's tiring out. Uh, his velocity still looks up there, but uh, yeah, he just hung an incredibly bad curveball against that Aether guy last week, and that ball probably went 4,000 feet. So It's Altair. Aaron Altair. 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 I'm, uh, I'm all terrible with these names. Yeah, you're really on an Altair with these bad pronunciations, Max. <laughs> Uh, rounding out the not list, and it's uh, is Kenley Jansen, and not because he's been performing bad, but is because he gave a, up a home run against Pablo Sandoval. And if you give up a home run against Pablo Sandoval, you're automatically on the not list. Yeah, you can't do that and, and uh, escape our fury and our wrath. That is a bad look for Kenley. I think I, he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be okay. He did he did uh, close out that game and and assured us our our uh, National League West title. So, but. Uh, I'm just glad that he's not going to see Pablo Sandoval again this year. <laughs> God, I mean, is Pablo Sandoval ever going to see another major league pitch? Who knows? All right, now it's time for Roster Talk, the He Hit the Bull Playoff Roster Talk NLDS edition. To do this, uh, we're just going to go through the rules of playoff rosters, break down the locks that, as we see them, then we're going to look at guys on the bubble. Once we go through all that, Max and I will both give you our predictions, a little bit of a reason why, uh, and then we'll get to it. So to start off with, rules of, of the playoff roster is pretty simple. It's a 25-man roster as per usual. You can adjust each round, however. So the roster we're going to set here is just for the NLDS, and it's going to take into mind our potential opponents. That's going to be the real key. Also, any player in an organization before September 1st is eligible. So Curtis Granderson for the Dodgers, eligible since we acquired him, even though after the regular trade deadline he was acquired in waivers. Uh, and Justin Verlander for the Astros, he'll make their roster. So diving through it, we've got roster lock. So looking at the outfield, we've got Chris Taylor, Yasiel Puig, Curtis Granderson, and Kike Hernandez. Those are the four outfield locks. I think you'll see Granderson and Kike split left field, Puig and right, Taylor and center, pretty straightforward. In the infield, Bellinger will be at first, Seager at short, Turner at third, Forsyth will be the everyday second baseman, and Chase Utley will be backing them up, so that's five guys there. Two catchers, Barnes and Grandall, pretty clearly. Uh, you know, So that's what, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's eleven players, uh, position players. All right, looking at the arms, starting pitchers, Kershaw, Darvish, Rich Hill, Alex Wood, guaranteed lock, those guys are going to be on the roster, and then in the bullpen, Kenley Jansen, Brandon Morrow, Tony Watson, and Luis Avalon are absolute stone-cold locks. Now it gets interesting. We've got 19 of the 25 players named, so we've got to fill six spots. Players on the bubble for position players, Adrian Gonzalez, Andre Ethier, Kyle Farmer, Alex Verdugo, and Jock Peterson. And then pitchers. We've got eight guys here. Kenta Maeda, Tony Singrani, Ross Stripling, Josh Fields, Walker Beeler, Brandon McCarthy, Hunjin Ryu, and Brock Stewart. So looking at positions, uh, looking at this for predictions, we got six spots to fill, like we said. Uh, I think they're going to go with 13 position players and 12 pitchers. 
All right, so prediction time. We got six spots to fill. I think we're going to go with 12 pitchers and 13 position players. So that we got two roster bubbles for the position players and four for the pitchers. For me, I think Ethier makes it as the veteran lefty off the bench over Adrian Gonzalez. Uh, and, you know, I, I didn't think that that was going to be the case at all when Ethier got called up. I thought it was really just going to be kind of like a, hey, thanks for your great career. You know, here's a token few at-bats, but he's really turned it on. I mean, he's hitting like 295. He came off the bench, hit a pinch hit home run against the Phillies last week, which I think is, is really big. I mean, he's got that kind of mindset uh, that you want out there as a pinch hitter. Gonzalez really has not rebounded much at all. I, I don't feel confident with him up there. Um, so I, I'm going with Ethier. And then big one is Kyle Farmer. I think we're going to bring Farmer as a third catcher, which is going to free Austin Barnes up to be uh, used more liberally in pinch hitting spots and also potentially defensively at second base. So those two guys are going to make the roster for me. And then in the bullpen, I think Kenta Maeda is going to be a lock. Uh, I think his stuff really plays up out of the bullpen, and I really like what he does out of that, out of there. Uh, and then Fields is going to make it too. Big fastball, has had a good season, had some ups and downs. And then the other two, Tony Singrani, I think is going to make the team. With the Dodgers, he's thrown his slider a ton more than he did with the Reds. I think he threw his fastball or his slider like, what, 3% of the time with the Reds? 3%. And now it's like it's 21% or something. Uh, 27%. Yeah, and so he's really up to slider usage, and with that, his numbers look really, really good. So I think Singrani's going to go, and then my last flex spot, I'm going to go with Walker Beeler. Uh, I'm still a believer in Beeler. Uh, I think he's going to harness his stuff over this last week of the season and really emerge as a kind of a, a good bullpen piece for us. So those are my spots. What do you got, Max? Uh, so nothing too controversial in terms of what you have. I agree with Ethier. I think Ethier and Maeda are, are definitely... Uh, the two easiest picks mm-hmm. um, for the remaining six spots. Uh, Ethier's just looked great. He's a veteran. Uh, it's really tough to come on in these like pinch hit situations, and he's proved that he can do it. Uh, Maeda, he hit 95 consistently last night coming out of the pen, uh, and not only can he give you that like one inning, but he can also, if there's ever emergency uh, start, uh, situation, he can help in that regard. And you can also be kind of like a long man if, if like, yeah, exactly. If something happens to your starter, no you blister yeah. or anything like that. But like, if you need it potentially, it saves the rest of the bullpen. If you have it, a disaster start, exactly. you don't have to burn through everybody. Exactly, just burn through Maeda. Uh, then I do agree, Farmer is going to be there because uh, Barnes is so valuable. Uh, not only can it, does he have a great bat, but he can play second base. Uh, so you do need that backup catcher just in case. Uh, anything happens. Uh, Singrani, he's been great. I do think he makes it as well. Uh, Fields, if you take out his June, he's actually had a really good year, so I think he makes it as well. Uh, I, As much as I would love for Walker Bueller to be on this roster, and I think I've been pulling for him over the last month, uh, I just don't think he's ready yet. And mm-hmm. maybe maybe they uh, he proves me wrong over this, his last five games, um, but I think Stripling is the safer bet here. And I'm not going to bet on just these last week of uh, Stripling not doing too well. Yeah. I'm going to bet on the, the season as a whole. You're going more body of work than, yeah. than what have you done for me lately. That's yeah. fair. Uh, uh, for, there's a Friedman quote where he's kind of arguing the opposite, where he's like, with bullpen, uh, you really got to pick who's hot. So that's why I think maybe it'll be Bueller, but uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, so, uh, so we've got 24 of the same 25 guys. We both go with 12 pitchers and 13 position players, and you know, I don't think this is very, very surprising. I mean, if you follow this Dodger team all season, you know that it's the best and deepest roster in baseball. So obviously, you're going to have a lot of roster locks. 
and there's only going to be really competition right back down at the end of the roster. So Yeah, one thing to note is just if you don't get chosen for the NLDS roster, uh, it doesn't mean you're out of the NLCS roster. Exactly. You don't have to go with the same 25 guys. So someone like a Hijin, uh, like a Ryu, uh, who probably won't make the NLDS because it's best of five, but maybe you do want him for a best of seven. Right. Uh, you can see him slot in there, or if uh, any of these other guys continue to have their bullpen woes, mm-hmm. you flip them out. Yeah, that's fair. I think you know one thing that you may see is Ryu making one more start, and if he's really good, I think that could flex uh, Alex Wood into the bullpen, and then you don't take maybe a Beeler stripling. Uh, and you put Wood in the bullpen and then have Ryu be your fourth starter. So yeah. that's something to watch in this last week is like how Ryu does, how Alex Wood performs tonight, and how Ryu pitches when he does get back on the mound. And it also does matter who you play. So the Diamondbacks, they have a couple guys who crush lefties and Goldschmidt and Martinez. Yep. Um, but overall, they aren't a very good hitting team against lefties. So, right. so you can get around those two guys. Yeah, one, one easier thing, said than done. Yeah, one thing we'll definitely check on in next week is when our rosters officially do. I don't know if it's before the Wednesday or after. I would assume I mean, it's, it's after it's, the wild card game. It's probably it's definitely when the real playoffs start. So, okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll know who we're we're facing before we set the roster. Next week we'll go kind of in a breakdown. We'll know who's in that wild card game. We'll break down both those teams. We'll break down that game and kind of see if that changes anything about our roster predictions. Uh, but for now, yeah, 12 pitchers, 13 position players, 24 of the same guys, and then Beeler, Stripling, are really fighting it out for that last spot. All right, so one other thing we wanted to touch on on roster talk is kind of just generally bullpen issues. Obviously, you go into the playoffs, everything's high stress, everything's high leverage. So let's do a little power rankings. This came in from uh, one of our fans on Twitter. Who are the bullpen arms you trust in a tight game? Rank them. So, Max, I'm going to kick this to you first. Give me, uh, give me your top four or five. I think the first two are the easiest. Yeah. Uh, number one, easily Kenley. Uh, and it's not just Kenley for closing out the game. It's Kenley for that five, maybe six out save again. Yep. Um, I don't know if we throw Kershaw on because he did have a save last year. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, for this, he's ineligible. <laughs> or Sands Kershaw. But the other the other go-to is, is Morrow. Uh, he's got upper 90s, can touch triple digits, and he's had a great year. Yeah, he's clearly our, our, our main setup guy. Yeah, yeah, so there's your one, two, and then I think it's a huge drop into your three. Yep. Um, Mine's a little different, but I, I actually really like Luis Avalon. I'm a huge fan of his changeup. I think yep. uh, not only can he pitch against lefties, but that changeup just makes him devastating uh, to righties as well. Um, so if there is that situation where uh, we do get in a tough spot in the sixth or seventh, I want to see Avalon in there. Um, and then Maeda and Fields surround up my top five. Okay. That's, that's fair. And, you know, you make a really good point on Avalon. He's really changed his usage this year and throwing that changeup to righties. He also uh, has an extremely high uh, batting average of balls in play. Oh, that's always good. That's what you really want in the playoffs. <laughs> well, you'd rather have that than a guy with a high home run rate. Touche. Excellent point. So jumping into mine, uh, it's pretty much the same. It's Kenley and Morrow. And then after that, here's where I differ. I go Kent Maeda, number three. I think his stuff really plays up. Then I'm Tony Watson. Then I'm Singrani. Then I'm Fields. Then I'm Avilon. I, I remember Avilon melting down in the playoffs, and maybe this is just me remembering one or two bad outings, but I, he's never filled me with confidence. Uh, yeah. And I feel like every time he comes in, like I'm just very nervous, and it doesn't really go well. And this is definitely me just remembering a few bad in- instances, but this is my power rankings, so that's where he hey, is. Hey, you're, you're in the power of your own power. After that, it's uh, it's Walker Buehler, a couple other guys, and probably DeFazio out of the pen, throwing that devastating changeup to Giancarlo Stanton. Then it's the peanut vendor that's always out in Dodger Stadium throwing dimes to people up in the uh, pavilions in the loge level. Nuts! 
Yep. And then uh, way down after that is Pedro Baez. Well, good thing you probably won't have to see the Nuts guy or Baez. Yep, so. exactly. If you have anything, if we have the Nuts guy out there, this thing has gone terribly wrong. Yeah. DeFazio to you. No offense to DeFazio. We love you. Hey, man, he beat out Pedro Baez. That's pretty good. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, okay, congrats, DeFazio. You made it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now's the time you've all been waiting for the Blaha Stat of the Week. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! All right. We're not doing a Dodgers edition this time. We're doing the Mike Trout edition. Something that's pretty cool is Mike Trout is officially now the best player in Angels history. He has the highest career war out of any Angels player in their entire franchise. And the coolest part, he's only 26. He's only 26. Dude, he is on pace to become just the greatest player of all time. Yeah. He's unbelievable. He's uh, stuck in Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, I was actually rooting for them to, to grab that wild card berth, so I'm not yeah, a huge Angels fan, but uh, big Mike I'm Trout a, a big Mike Trout guy. Uh, other, he would also have the highest career war uh, on four other teams, which is pretty cool. Jesus, as a 26-year-old. As a 26-year-old. And he's actually not far away if he was on the Dodgers. Uh, he should probably have it in like a year and a half where he'd be the Dodgers all-time war leader. And this had me thinking, who is the Dodgers all-time war leader? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I purposely didn't put this in our notes, and I want to hear Sada's guess. See, on normally this. when Max asks us these questions, uh, we've already prepped, and so I know the mm-hmm. answers. Uh, and it makes me sound really smart. This time, it's probably make me sound really dumb. Uh, you can't read wingdings. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm gonna go with uh, either Duke Snyder, Don Drysdale, uh, or Sandy Koufax. Your frame of thinking is good. Sandy Koufax was done when his age thirty season. See, yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, he he was really good, and then just not for very long. Okay, so how do, so who is it? Number one is number one, Pee Wee Reese. No way. Yeah, that's wow. That's, I was I was pretty surprised by that. That's astounding. Pee Wee Reese, like I, he he gets shortchanged. He's really just the guy that hugged Jackie Robinson, but he was dominant player. He's a good player. My God. Okay. Uh, Kershaw sits at 59.4 right now, so uh, he should be our all-time so warrior in, in about, well, a year and a half sans any more injuries. Yep. Just knocking on wood pretty significantly. Uh, All right. I guess we got a, a bonus stat in here. It yeah. is Seda's stat of the week. Yeah, Max, this is a Dodgers podcast, so obviously this is going to be Dodgers related. So the Seda bonus stat of the week is from our boy Eric Steven. The 2017 Dodgers uh, have set a record record. Uh, most home wins so far in franchise history with 55. If they win tonight, they break that. But I put this in here because they also tied a record for most consecutive home losses. So to set the, uh, the overall win record at home and then also have the longest losing streak at home in the same season is pretty phenomenal. Uh I like, Tragic, the literal, like, I like the record record alliteration. Thanks, I was really proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bada 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 swing bada. Hey, bada 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 swing bada. Kennedy, 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 swing bada. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for episode 23 of the He Hit the Bull podcast. Coming up this week, the Dodgers finish the regular season finally, and we get to move to baseball that actually matters. So. Whew, take your break now. It's going to be a real stress case for the rest of them for all of October, Just hopefully. Stock up on your whiskey. Yep, stock up on your whiskey and your gin and uh, get ready to watch the boys in blue in uh, fingernail bite in October baseball. So Dodgers play the last two regular season games at Dodger Stadium versus the Padres tonight and tomorrow. 
they then hit the road for the last series of the regular season, a three-game set in Colorado. That's actually been pretty interesting because Colorado's on the cusp. I think they're like a game and a half up against the Brewers. So, yeah. what if we just throw those three games just so that they get uh, they're for sure in the wild card? Uh, or we crush them. The Brewers crush the National or the uh, the D backs, and then we face the Brewers. Oh yeah, that'd actually be really good. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah, let's let's just win all the games. Let's win all the games. It's a great call. Yeah. Uh, so like we mentioned earlier, next podcast we will be previewing the NL wild card game. We'll know which two teams are facing off there. Uh, and we'll talk about how that relates to the Dodgers playoff roster. Uh, and then we'll be able to preview the actual playoffs and actually watch them. I'm very excited. Can't wait to see what these Dodgers do in the playoffs. Uh, and I hope you guys are all excited, as excited as we are because we are amped up. So thank you again for joining us. Uh, as always, follow us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Subscribe, download, leave us a five-star review if you want. That'd be really nice. really would help us out. Uh, fresh episodes every Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Get us on Twitter at HeHitTheBullPod, and you can shoot us mailbag questions there on Twitter, or if you like email, HeHitTheBull at gmail.com. Thanks, and go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. When I wake up, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk... Well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I have yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's heaving to you. But I will walk.